Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Always Open. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I am joined by... Jolie. What's up, everyone? And... And Jack Patillo. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. Or you're asking them, not me. Yeah. I do appreciate you said welcome back. Like we had started the episode, stepped away, and came back. It's like, oh, welcome back. Now yeah. we're, we're still going. You I, missed the first word I said, but just, now welcome back. Just in case there's one person watching these back to back. Just in case. Oh, okay, Someone's okay. binging yeah. right now. Binging always open. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. the only way to do it. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. This is It's been a long time since I've been on Always Open. It's been a very long time. Yeah. yeah we, I think we only had you on like once. I think once. It was, I think it was you, Hannah, Mariel, and me yeah. on an episode and it was I think there's some good gifts of that one too I think I've, I popped up in some gifts of that how yeah. long ago was that about 10 years <laughs> not actually <laughs> no it, I mean geez that would have been what four years ago at this point almost oh, three so years it's been three years since we stopped doing the show so okay. for, for those of you watching um and maybe just got into always open we used to do the show many years ago we kind of took a hiatus revamped the show revamped kind of the structure the look of it etc um but we used to do it for I think we did four years of it, starting in 2017, ended about uh, 2020 or so. Okay. Um, so yeah, you were probably on in like 2019. Yeah, I was. Now you were scraping the bottle, um, bottom of the barrel <laughs> for guests. And you're like, oh, I guess we put Jack on. No, here. I love so, having you on. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And Joe, this is your first is my, time. Yeah, it's my first time Welcome. being here. Uh, I'm excited to uh, be be always open. <laughs> Let's take that sound clip, and that'll be the promo. For the show. <laughs> I'm so excited to be always uh, always open. open. Yay. <laughs> I want to just ask something real quick. Right mm -hmm. before we started recording the show, Joe, I, I've known you for a little bit. Yes. You know, you started working with us uh, about a year ago. Yeah, it's been a little over a year now. Give or take. Mm -hmm found it for the first time that you had brain damage. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> yeah. Legit, not, not like goofing around. Yeah, no, like no, you, no. In 2017, yeah. I suffered a, a brain bleed from uh, uh, basically just getting jumped. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, at the time, it didn't, the doctor was like, it's so slight. It's like so minimal that uh -huh. it shouldn't impact anything. But we have to keep an eye on it. Right. And like, I never... Nothing ever really happened, um, but I started, I developed a stutter. Yeah. And my thinking, like my thought process got a little more jumbled up. So you were really able to tell the effects of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. like as time went on, I was like, this is stuff I never used to do. This is stuff that like I used to be able to speak really clearly on, think about clearly. And now it's like, it's like a lot of brain fog. Okay. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a little scary. Um, How did it ha Like you, I know you said you... It was, man, it was, it was something real stupid. I was at a house party. <laughs> oh. uh, everyone was super drunk, uh, including myself. And all I remember was we were sitting in a circle talking about whatever. Um, and the host of the party, the, who, who, the, the person who owned the house, um, I had, did not know these people. I had come with one friend who knew these people, uh -huh. and they were living there. And they're like, hey, come over. I haven't seen you in a really long time. I was like, cool, whatever. Um, and in... In his drunken state, he thought that I was trying to take his girlfriend from him. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, and like physically or like? No, no. It's just like <laughs> I, I guess yeah. I, he thought. Like someone told him that I was like spitting at his girl. Oh really. uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was just like, later. yeah, and I was just like, uh, I I wasn't doing that. And he came outside, and he like pushed him against the garage door, and he was like, 
not not sexually, but uh, he. Uh, <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for clarifying that. <laughs> now <laughs> he was trying to take you. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. trying to take me. Uh, no, he pushed me up, and he was just like getting in my face, and I was like, "Dude, I don't want any problems. If you want me to leave, I'll leave." I was not doing that. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, and then he just swung at me, and then all his boys that were outside started wailing on me. Oh my and, god. Uh, my friend that was there with me, that came with me, was helping me out. Because at that point, like, I had already been hit real fucking hard. I got stomped on the head. Holy shit. Uh, And um, even my friend who lived with these people helped me out. Like, his other friends. (laughs) Like, because they were all out there. And they're like, nothing happened. I don't know why you came out and were, like, freaking out. Yeah. Um, And uh, I... I didn't realize how bad it was. Like, my friend drove me home, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so got, you didn't even go straight to the hospital? No, I didn't go to the hospital at all. I oh I, I ended up in a gas station parking lot. Okay. Um, Instead of a hospital. Got it. And one yeah, of my friends, I guess, had called yeah, yeah. the police, and they met us there. And they were like, okay. honestly, I don't even know if you can press charges because it's going to be a he said, he said, she said kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, they're not going to give up their boy for someone that they didn't know. Right. And they're not going to really like, like snitch on them or anything. So I was just like, that's, it's whatever. And I called my mom at four in the morning. I was like, mom, do we have band-aids at home? Because I thought, I thought I had just suffered like a minor cut on my forehead. <laughs> just stitch that guy. Yeah. Uh, I got home and my entire left side of my face from like the little left of the middle of my forehead, all the way down below my left cheekbone was completely raw. And on my cheekbone, it was down to the bone. Jeez. So I had been dragged across a concrete. <gasps> And your friends who took you to the gas station didn't. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Notice they this? were also drunk. <laughs> okay. And but they were in obviously a better state than I was. And I just they, obviously it's irresponsible. It was terrible. Hey, live, love, right? love. You but, know. <laughs> you know they saying. drove me home. Uh, and I asked my mom. I was like, "Do you have band-aids at home?" She's like, "What happened?" I just something happened. I got home not realizing how my face looked because I had not looked in the mirror. Yeah. Yet. And my mom freaked out. She Rightfully she just so. like she started like like freaking out like what happened you need to go to the hospital i was like it's not that bad i just didn't go to the bathroom did you get the band-aids and i went and looked in the mirror and it was i was like what the fuck yeah. i was like what happened i was like i didn't realize that happened you uh, just put a band-aid right across right there yeah perfect yeah and i didn't up. i ended up not going to the er at the time either because i i i think my health insurance this is weird stuff with health insurance and like me yeah. growing up with my my financial situation i just didn't go to the hospital unless i absolutely needed to um, and one, I up, one would think this was yeah. absolutely yeah. needed. And then I, I went to just like a regular physician's appointment because that was not all messed up. Uh, they were still taking the insurance. Um, and they basically were like, you should have gone to the hospital last night. Like, you're very lucky that nothing else happened. And then uh, they monitored me for a couple hours. They said, I'm free to go home. Just make sure I'm not home alone and that I do not fall asleep for the next, like, 18 hours. And That's hard to do on a normal. Oh, yeah, 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 it's very, very tough. And they were just (laughs) like, you know, like, just, it's a precaution. Like, the the x-rays, the MRIs, like, they don't really show anything. There may be, like, a tiny, tiny little bleed that happened, like, Mm. but it wasn't, like, a a, a big brain bleed. So they weren't. I guess super concerned. I don't really know. I just kind of accepted what they said. I was just really thankful to to be like basically okay, right? Yeah, alive after that. Um, and uh, don't mess yeah. with head stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was like I, I've suffered a lot of concussions from dumb stuff before, and like also like car accidents. But that was like the worst one I had. Like I could not think straight for like like a couple weeks. It was like really like yeah, everything dude. just felt really off. 
Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. And, you, and uh, you fit in perfectly with a cheap because I, of that. You know, you know what? <laughs> because of that, I'm perfectly fitting in with everybody. Yeah, you would have been way too well spoken, <laughs> intelligent before. Have you ever like no. passed out, like fallen over, passed I out have before? Never. I've once have in my you? life. Yeah. And did you injure yourself at all? No, no. I, uh, I, not much less interesting than what Joe went through. Well, I, uh, I don't know if it's interesting. I was at my computer desk <laughs> when I was in college, like in my my apartment I was in. We mm-hmm. it was a two bedroom apartment, four guys. All it was, you know, whatever it was cheap, and I had my feet kicked up on my bed, and I was on my computer typing, and my feet were above my hips, and oh. uh, I got up real quick, and I went to the the sort of door that led to our living room area, and my my roommate was in the living room, and I went. I'm going to pass out. And then the next thing I remember, I was sitting where my TV stand used to be. And I was like, and I kind of shook it off. And I got up and my TV stand was basically like this long wooden thing with a TV on top. And I basically fell into it, pushed it over like a domino effect. Oh, my God, dude. And I got up, went to the living room. My roommate had the phone and he just hung it up. He looked at me and he hung it up. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, what? I guess I must have passed out there. That was weird. He goes, do you know how long you were out? And I was like, (gasps) like immediately, because anytime someone says you assume like it's been an hour. And he's like, oh, he's like. 15 seconds. Uh, and I was like, why would thanks, you dude. Start Appreciate it. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Do you know how long you've been that's, out? It's been three days. Yeah. And then <laughs> he, and he, apparently minutes. he hung up the phone because he called 911. And then and he then saw he me get up to... and then he hung it up. And so about 30 minutes later, police showed up and they were like, hey, uh, we got a no call from this number. Is everyone okay? And I'm like, yeah, I passed out. My roommate called and hung up like an idiot. And it's like, wow. they're like, you all yeah, right? I'm like, I'm call. fine. I just... It was a head rush, and they're they're like, okay, and that was it. So that's the only time I passed out. I feel like so. Jack is the only person I know who's like so self aware that he goes, "I'm gonna pass out now." <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, well, have you ever have you ever the thing where it's like when you get like a head rush and you have those little black dots yeah. coming? It was that, but like on a different level. Where I'm like, uh oh, like immediately. Yeah, just... that tunnel vision, and it was just, it was just shrinking. And it was like, and gone. That's and happened to out. me before, where I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Whenever that happens, I immediately sit on the floor. Oh, smart I'm move. Like, if I'm going to pass out, I want to be at least sitting. So if I yeah, like, yeah. fall, I won't hit my you know, head. You set all the knives up and then you sit <laughs> down and then. Bed of nails. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're okay now. <laughs> hey, I'm. Per- I'm. Per- I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's going very well i was gonna ask you before you really told this story like maybe this is just an age thing because i've recognized i am by far the oldest to this table mm-hmm. but i've recognized that the older i've gotten the more clumsy i've gotten like where oh, i'm like yeah. oh my god like i'll just drop shit like i'll, I'll have my toothbrush and I'm like, oh, it's on the floor and it's like uh-oh that's weird and it's definitely increased as i've gotten older i don't know if it's like well, a hand eye like thing or dexterity, what dexterity i think too becomes i think, I think, I think yeah I think maybe it might just it might just literally just be hand-eye coordination right yeah. as you get older possibly like, body slows down maybe a little bit yeah uh, i've definitely got a little bit clumsier as i've gotten older yeah. for sure yeah like even like i'm only in my late 20s and even then like i can tell the difference from like five years ago to now yeah so yeah i drop more stuff yeah i we uh the other night trevor and i had some friends over to play some board games mm-hmm. And there was like a bunch of cards and pieces and I kept trying to shuffle the cards and like, you know, when you try to shuffle, but cards kind of get in the way of each other and Mm -hmm. like slip out, that would happen and fall on the floor. I'd go to pick (laughs) them up and drop something else as I was picking that up. And I was just like, don't, oh, no, oh, sorry. Playing dominoes (laughs) with a bunch of different things. You just turn into Mr. Bean all of a sudden. Pretty much. (laughs) Okay. I was inspired. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm really happy to have you guys on the show today. Got a couple questions that I want to get into. Um, Something that I was really interested in talking about. Both of you are streamers. Uh, I, I would say I stream. I don't know stream. if I would okay. call myself a streamer. I definitely, but yes. yeah, I definitely. That's how I got here. Was I was streaming for yeah. about uh, about four years. Oh wow. Uh huh. 
And and how long have you been streaming for? I mean, te- technically, I've had like a, an account on Twitch where I stream for over six years now. Yeah. But I've kind of gone up and down. Where like I'll do it for like really intense for a bit and then slow down, and then I'm I'm now getting back to where I have like kind of a stable routine Some where I stream like two days a week. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I would still call you. You're a professional streamer. More so than me. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, take, I'll give you that much. Um, but I'm curious, as you know, when you were first starting out, what was the biggest challenge in getting started? Because you are Ooh. doing this thing on your own. You're putting yourself out there. It's very different than what we do here, where we're very collaborative and you have a whole team of people who help you, you know, brainstorm things and film things and and make things happen. But when it's just yourself. I imagine that's that's pretty challenging. Yeah, the pressure is a little bit higher. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to hear hear Joe's like response to this because him and I have the exact opposite approaches to it. Where <laughs> he started as a solo streamer right. and then came to Achievement Hunter, whereas I was an Achievement Hunter and I started solo yeah. streaming. That's so true. yeah, you Complete went you, opposite. You, you kind of yeah. came from content that was always VOD content, but mm-hmm. also like a little bit more of a professional setting. Yeah. Whereas I was just in my house all the time, right? Yeah. So uh, for me, I think probably was the imposter syndrome oh yeah um and like i've always struggled with self-esteem issues uh you know like my own like how i view myself amongst other people my peers um but it was really tough because like streaming's blown up a lot in the the last few years um and so the the pool of creators has gotten only has only gotten bigger right um especially during quarantine yeah and the discoverability got a lot lower so uh the people that that i was really talking to on a day-to-day basis or like creating content with a lot of time, they were always bigger than my, than me. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I felt like, Oh, I don't belong here, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to, um, but I don't feel like I deserve to, you know, like it was just a really unhealthy mentality to have. What drove you to do it in the first place then? If, if that's kind of the way you were feeling. So it's funny. I, um, (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I got into streaming because I suffered a concussion at work. <laughs> uh, no, I'm worried. I'm about noticing you, a repeating pattern <laughs> here, Joe. So, I was working at a warehouse at the time. Uh, I was uh, I was operating forklifts. Uh, I was on one of the like the cherry pickers that go up. It goes up with you. You go up with it mm-hmm. all the way up to the top of the bay and come back down. Um, and someone had left something like a, a package, like a. a, a really heavy box on t- on the top railing of it what's supposed to protect you from boxes falling on you yeah um and as i was going up and i let the uh the controls like you know go and yeah. the, it came to a stop the box fell on your hit head. my head oh cool. uh i actually yeah and i lost my job for it because they they denied my workers comp and because i missed three days because of the concussion i got terminated from my job what the fuck? Yeah. That feels like something you could sue for. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I could have. But dumb kid. But uh-huh. also, it's I didn't. It's hard when you're young and you don't really like I, yeah. understand it's the weird. processes. I, and... I already went through like accidents and attorneys and stuff. Like it's just so much. Yeah. And like I knew then, like if I had done something, I wouldn't have followed through with it, and it would just be a bigger hassle for me in, in the long run. And I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started streaming. Um, and uh, I was uh, dating someone at the time who whose brother was actually a, a decently big creator and they kind of pushed me to do it and he helped push me along, uh, kind of like helped jumpstart it in the beginning. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. Like I'd always played games since I was a kid. Uh, I'd always enjoyed like talking to people when I was like playing games or like hanging out with my friends. So yeah. it was just something that kind of went from, I'm just gonna try it out just to do it. Uh, and then it ended up being something that I really, really enjoyed doing. Yeah. So that's cool. 
Yeah, it's 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 wild how important it is to have those people to help kind of push you along. Like so so rarely do you see people like I'm going to stream with no support at all and then grow into something big. So It's tough. Yeah, it's it's so nice to be able to have like those additional people to help out. And you know, kind of I so I mean sort of with that I was when I decided to start streaming, I was fortunate that I came from Achievement Hunter because I already had an audience out there that knew who I was. So this was just that audience going like, okay, what can Jack do on his own? And like, for me, the hardest part was honestly, like when you're with a group of people, when you're, when you're making content with a group of people, you don't always have to be on. I mean, obviously you want to try to be on all the time or you mm -hmm. want to try to be like funny all the time, but you know, you've got the safety net of other people well, picking also, up the slack. Even in group content too, you like, you could be what they call the straight man mm -hmm. where it's like, you're just there to kind of help amplify other people's comedic yeah. moments and to just, be like the serious one amongst the funny. So it, it just kind of builds everyone and kind of balances out that team dynamic. But yeah, yeah, when you're alone, it's completely different. Yeah, I mean, like I've always kind of played the support role anytime we've made content. You know, like I've always yeah. kind of been that straight man or sort of like, you know, my, my goal anytime we made content with Achievement Hunter is to make Jeff laugh. Like that was always my goal <laughs> just because like he was my target audience. And, uh, and yeah, and so like g going into streaming, it was interesting because it was like, this was me without a safety net. It's like, I have to keep talking. Yep. And it's a muscle that you literally have to exercise because when you first do it, it's like, that was exhausting. And it, then you get better at it and better at it and start interacting with the, with the audience as well. And it becomes like this sort of give and take. And it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing it. And I, what I love about streaming is that I can play the things that I want to play. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it is tough because there are games, you know, like sort of the meta out there where it's like, you know, th these games are hot right now and this is what yeah. people want to see. see these being played and you can play that game. If you want, you can do that kind of stuff. I mean, me personally, I'm like, I kind of just play what I want to play. I mean, that being said, there's certain games that I know I play and I enjoy that do better than others. Sure. Like anytime I, I jump into Minecraft, it's like I watch my numbers blow up mm -hmm. compared to what they're normally at. And it's like, OK, you're and, also very good at Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I enjoy Minecraft. But it's like I don't always want to play Minecraft, you know, and so it's like, all right, I'll try something different. And you'll see like the like the numbers decline. It's like, oh, that sucks. But that's kind of the game you play. And that's why I'm very lucky to be here where I have a nine to five job and then I do streaming on the side. Like that's an additional thing I do and I have a lot of fun doing it. And so yeah. it kind of gives me another additional creative outlet to sort of do what I want to do. Mm. And so, cause like a game, I mean, like I've been playing satisfactory on my streams right now and that game is like very slow. It's literally like a factory building game where I can spend four hours making one thing that makes motors. Have and it's you like, played I, that I with love Gus it. yet? Cause Gus plays uh, what's the Factorio, yeah, which yeah. is I think a very You're similar still playing one. Satisfactory? Factory? I love Satisfactory. Man, I can't stop playing it. Man, man. We started playing that game like weeks and weeks ago, dude. We did, like, we well, did it for actually, week. Actually, it's been no, it's not weeks. It's months. I've been gone for a little while, so my yeah. My, yeah. my concept of time has just disappeared. Super diluted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we did it for we did it for Pilot Week, and that game is just so much fun. It's like exact like that game was made for me. It, it's a game where it's all about automation. It's, it's Factorio from a first person perspective. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's literally almost identical. I think also it's interesting with streaming. To me, I feel like the biggest benefit is just it's that getting to do what you want to do, what you feel like you're in the mood to play at that moment or to do or talk about or whatever it is. And just hoping that whatever audience is there is going to support that and enjoy whatever you're putting out there. But I do imagine like trying to chase those numbers could get to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I can't imagine, you know, some of the stress, like, you know, like Ray, like Ray has gone on to a very successful career in streaming and it's like, that's got to be overwhelming because like yeah. he's shouldering all of that burden. You know, like there's so many people watching those guys. Like he, like Jeremy has this massive audience and it's, it's fantastic, but it's like, that's got to be 
tough to deal with. Like, I'm happy with, like, I get one or 200 people watching me. I'm like, this is great. Like, these are all very, like, and also, I feel like you kind of build the community that you put out there. So you kind of you kind of get what you give. And I have a very kind of, like, very happy, very kind of peaceful sort of vibe. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, my, my community is going to be a lot more chill than, say, someone like Michael's community. Like, they're going to be very kind of, like, <laughs> loud and sort of echo what they see from him. And it's like, that's great. And But I do appreciate that there's, like, I have that space where it's like, okay, these people kind of are, they get the vibe I'm going for and they understand that and it's yeah. not like super chaotic and wild what, what is your community like yeah how oh, would you describe man, it mine uh <laughs> the joe community one. uh they've all much... been uh, they've all had it head injuries yeah, they yeah. Are, they're all coming off <laughs> concussions they're all very kind uh, i would say very rowdy though yeah uh, and that's just like the content that i was making which i i would, I would still make like even more so here in Chima. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think you know for the most part they're all really great and really uh, really sweet actually yeah. like, a lot of people you, you know you think internet culture and you think just like memes and people always just like trying to shit on you and right. stuff but like most of the time a lot of people in, in my streams are very sweet however i haven't streamed in so long it's just been so busy with other stuff yeah uh that you know i i actually get messages sometimes from people going like where where are you at like you doing, buddy? I yeah miss you. Like, i miss you like hey i'm so um, i'm waiting for you to come back like better than ever they're just sitting like in that. your twitch chat just being like <laughs> <laughs> They're typing on it day day yeah. three hundred and ninety five yeah. of etching it on the wall, the marks. <laughs> no, it is fun though, because like whenever you finish streaming, like you know, I stream you know during the week or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's always fun because you raid other channels, and so I like I follow almost everyone who streams at Rooster Teeth, and it's like Larry always goes late, and Blizz, I send a lot of people over to Blizz. That boy, and mm. that it's such a, a whiplash of of energy going from my stuff because I'm very family friendly, very safe. Then I'm like, okay, guys, I'm gonna send you to Blizz. I don't know what they're up to right now. He like, might be putting mm. the microphone in his whole mouth. Yeah, you know? yeah. So Who I'm knows? like, just a heads up if you want to, if you want to step away and like you know if you're not into that kind of stuff, just giving you a fair warning now. But okay, good luck. And just rate them and it's like have fun. It's like flipping a switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's ooh, time right. for late night TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it was for for me. I was on that end of like. <laughs> yeah, you were the chaos one. I was like chaos. Yeah, when I was streaming, I used to be really loud uh, and like pretty much screaming all the time. Yeah. Um, I which some, I don't I do anymore. Yeah, I don't do anymore because obviously it's hard to do that in a group setting. Like yeah, yeah. everyone, you know, everyone's doing their thing and you got to find a really good balance and, and like, you know, harmony with it. But when you're by yourself, if you want to do it, do it. <laughs> to, to give you perspective, my, my most rated channel out of everyone that I follow is Turtles and Chill. Which is literally it's what? a it's a turtle tank with like four turtles in it and they just play like chill like music. All right, hold on, I gotta like, go subscribe. Like, oh no, to turtles and chill is awesome. There's, I love those guys. There's also a stream where it's like it's just an otter. It's just otter swimming in like a <sighs> awesome. pool or something. I would watch I that all day. Give me a kitten cam. Give me a puppy cam. I am underutilizing Twitch. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I need to find these channels. You're on the wrong, you're I on found the wrong my people. side of Twitch. I am. I'm here sitting watching you guys. What am I doing? Yeah, with yeah, my you life? made a huge mistake. Huge mistake. I feel like my shopping list is never empty. First, I'm out of paper towels, then I run out of trash bags, then I need groceries, and the list just goes on and on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return, and that's where Ibotta comes in. With Ibotta, you can earn cash back on every shopping trip, and it's so easy to set up. All you have to do is enter your loyalty account or upload your receipt 
after you shop. And you could get cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Plus, the average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. I love using Ibotta. It's literally the easiest thing ever. And being able to upload your receipt after the fact is great. You don't even have to prepare, which is great for people like me who might just need to buy something on the fly. Cannot recommend it enough. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying it out. Um, so you could use the code OPEN when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code OPEN. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code OPEN. Thank you, Ibotta. Now, back to the show. Uh, well, something I wanted to also talk to you about that I think we all, everyone deals with in one capacity or another is burnout um and i think for us as people who work really hard but also are in front of a camera and need to perform and and put on you know a happy fun face sometimes it's really hard to keep that going when you are burnt out so we do have a question from the audience and it says hello always open friends how do you guys cope with burnout i've been experiencing it quite intensely to the point where i don't feel like doing anything at all i would love to hear your advice well, I say, you know, you turn the music up really loud. When you're playing Paradise, <laughs> look for a good car, one that, you know, has a good, that can jump through the air uh... very, very well, but also has good hand. No, um, no, I, I would say for, for Bernard, I mean, I've been here for forever. Like, I am now the fourth most senior employee at Rooster Teeth. So Are you I, serious? Yeah, it's pretty oh, wild. Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I've been around a long time, and I've gone through my phases of stuff, and for me, the, the key to avoiding burnout is to always challenge yourself and always try to find something new that you can do. I mean, like when COVID hit, we all kind of hit this point where it was like, it just sucked. Like everything sucked. And Jeff, uh, him and I would go have coffee every now and then. And he's like, you need to do something. Like I, he's like, I can tell you're fading right now. You need to do something. He's yeah. like, come up with something that you're into and let's, let's do something about it. And around something then it was, excites you. yeah, we were spinning up a lot of podcasts around then. And he's like, what's something you'd be into? He's like, come back with like next week. Tell me some ideas. I'm like, all right. And so I was like, I'd love to do like a space podcast. I'd love to do, you know, maybe something about like building. And then I, know I love theme parks. And he goes, okay. Yeah. Like of those, what would you do? I'm like theme parks. And he's like, I thought you were going to say space. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And I, and so what start, could have been? Yeah. We started up <laughs> annual pass. That's been in, like over a year and a half at this point now. We're, yeah. I think we're actually approaching two years, as a matter of fact. Um, and where do people find Annual Pass, by the way? Quick little you, plug. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, or if you go to youtube.com slash annual pass, you can buy a cool shirt like this one I'm wearing if you're hey. watching a video version of the show. And if you're not, go to the All Good Knowers YouTube channel to check out the video version of the show. There you go. So, uh, But yeah, and it was one of those things where it's like, what am I passionate about? And what is something I can speak in, intelligently on? And it's like, I've loved theme parks my whole life. And the more, you know, the more I, the, basically I, the content I watch is the content I want to make. Yeah. And so that's the stuff that I'm into. Like, that's why I stream Satisfactory. Cause like, that's the stuff I watch. I literally watch people build factories on YouTube and it's like, okay, like that's something I'm into. I want to do yeah, that. Like absolutely. I watch theme park content. Well, and so that's kind of how we got started here. Yeah. People making content that they would want to watch themselves and that the things that they enjoy themselves. Exactly. And hoping that there's enough people out there who are like them. <laughs> and I mean, and that's, I mean, this is a scary thing too, is cause like, if you kind of get, if you're doing one thing for long enough, at some point you're going to hit a, a wall where you're like, and it's, you just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And the key is instead of just giving up on it is like, okay, how can I reroute this around this wall? Like sure. what, what can I do to change it up enough that I find interest in it again? Even if that means scaling it back, if that's trying something different, but still taking the same, you know, take a different approach to the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's, it's tricky. Burnout is a hundred percent a thing. And 
Uh, I mean, I would just say, just find out, find, remind yourself what made you passionate about that thing and try to find that spark again. Like what ignited that in you? What made you want to do that? And try to make that happen again, or at least try a different way of going about it. Mm -hmm. I think for burnout, I think it's really important, especially in the States and North America in general, there's such a work culture yeah, and yeah. a, uh, I need to be working hard. I need to be busy all the time. Um, and that's a really unhealthy kind of mentality to keep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like recognizing when you're feeling overwhelmed or like you're taking on too much or even just like if you need to take a day or two. I know different workplaces and different careers and different paths, like it's not always possible to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's it's tough, but even just a mental health day if you need it. Or, you know, I have this rule when I get home that I don't, think or talk about work for at least two hours okay mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like a personal boundary i've set where like if there is something i want to work on in the evening i'll give myself i'll like have dinner i'll maybe watch some stuff i'll do some stuff on my phone i'll read um whatever it is for at least two hours and then i'm like okay now i could work on this so it gives you that kind of separation yeah of you get to decompress home. a little bit and a and little bit kind of compartmentalize what's going on in your life yeah but i i do i have experienced major burnout um, many times in the last couple of years, especially during quarantine. Yeah. Um, and that was really tough because it was work and home were the same thing. So there was no separation of being fully en engrossed in work and life and everything like that. And then your own personal space is now also your workspace. So mm. you just felt like you were around it constantly. So trying to like separate that, even if it's physically or mentally the best you can and like setting those boundaries for yourself is like very important if you can do that. Yeah. I think quarantine was especially tough for, for us like at Rooster Teeth because Dude, yeah. we're creators that work in larger groups and so you know we all use Discord or Zoom or something like that but even those programs with like a tenth of a second delay when you're trying to do comedy when you're trying to do improv <laughs> stuff. Oh yeah, having that where it's like, oh you, uh, no you go, uh, oh, no, you, yeah, oh, yeah. messes up the comedic timing of everything, uh, and it's brutal. It, and got, you, it got exhausting. I yeah, think, yeah. I think it's different for me because at least with quarantine, like it seems like it really hit you guys hard. For me, it felt like any other day. Right, because you right? were just yeah, solo creator doing but, your thing. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, were work from home already. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the burnout was still there, but it wasn't as prevalent. Like I think I've experienced like major burnout in the last couple of months, just like between work and, and home life and a lot of other stuff going on, like it just felt like it was dogpiling. Yeah. And like, to be honest, I know the question is like, how do you cope with it? I didn't cope with it. I, <laughs> I, like, I think, and I think that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people kind of push everything to the side and it's like, I'll handle it. Like I got it. Did and, it ever kind of bubble up to the surface for oh, you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it did. And like, that's, you know, um, I, I was gone for basically like two months from, from here. Um, and that was, it was really unhealthy because I, was trying to go, go, go on a lot of things that weren't related to work. But then yeah. in the back of my mind with everything I was doing, I was thinking, oh, well, like, I, I want to go in today. Or, like, I, I feel like I'm missing out a lot this week. I want to go in. Um, but then, like, trying to set that boundary, like, I know I if I go, it's not going to be a good thing. You're and not going to be able I'm, to perform your I'm best. I'm not going to be able yeah. to be productive or, or really, like, be present in the moment. Um, and I would say, like, at least with burnout, really try and identify what it is you're burning out on because mm -hmm. sometimes things just dogpile in your life and um, it, you feel like it's everything, but it re realistically it could just be one thing, one really big thing that makes everything else yeah. that's pretty small. It feels like it culminates or, with yeah, everything. Like just... usually would be insignificant. Yeah. Feels like the weight of the world is falling on your shoulders. Oh, 100%. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like identify what it is and then truly work on that thing. And 
you know, maybe not try and distract yourself, but I would say find something that would, helps you process it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you tried getting a concussion? Uh, maybe dude, just kind of reset might. your brain that you way. Know, it might. one for good luck. You know? It might. You know? I, I don't know though. Getting another concussion, it, it might. I, it might be one I don't come back from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Joe, oh, no. Let's not manifest this. Happening. It's, fun, it's funny. I was about to say we're about to start an achievement hunter football league that we, you know, you know, yeah. no helmets, no helmets. No, Perfect. no. We're also like we're we're banking up some episodes here, so like this this isn't gonna come out for a few weeks. Okay. So I'll, like, okay. yeah. let's make sure. <laughs> This no, could be like, yeah, this could be like a post-mortem episode. It'd be great, you well, know, could, like we, really get a lot of interest. Film like, a pickup. Dude, like this could be huge for us. I'm just saying. Completely different clothes. It's just like, hey guys, just let you know, this actually did happen. Yes, we're joking about it a lot, but it's a very serious issue. Oh my gosh. Well, could I ask too, um, you know, you mentioned that you it, it bubbled up in you and it just kind of, it happened. Like mm-hmm. you got burnt out and it affected you. How did you find you were able to bring yourself back? Like, were there any steps you took, whether it was like self-care or yeah. talking to people? I would say the self-care part. Like, I definitely let myself go a little bit. I was kind of just not caring about me, and I was worried about everything else going on. Yeah. Um, and I know not everyone not everyone can do this nor wants to do this, but uh, we got a new puppy uh, at the very beginning of this year. Um, and Cutest he, little guy. Yeah, he was supposed to be... Um, like basically my ESA because we, uh, you know, me and my girlfriend we already have uh, two dogs that are that are her ESAs, um, and it's I, emotional support animal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry th- th- for those who don't know. Um, and I've never really had one. Um, and so uh, she just figured it'd be a it'd be a good thing, and it turned out to be a great thing for me. Like although I was getting really frustrated really fast with mm-hmm. a lot of little things that normally would just be like, ah, eh, it's whatever. Like we'll we'll figure that out. We'll fix that. Um, it helped me focus. Like it gave me something to focus on and really strive to be better at. And in turn, that, that helped me kind of process everything else going on in my life and how to deal with that in a, in a healthier way. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of what helped me. But I, I think really it was just the the thought process changing of if I really focus on something um and and work on that then it helps everything else like it Mm -hmm. it gives me a little bit more perspective on everything else going on and 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 it helps me navigate all the things going on in my life yeah that's a really good point Mm -hmm. um my also advice would be um in the terms of like Mm self-care like giving yourself that time some people don't make time for themselves at all and even if it's five minutes a day or like one like every saturday you're gonna do something for yourself or like go to a coffee shop alone or take a bath or whatever it is. I know it sounds very stereotypical, like self-care, mm-hmm. take a bath, put on a face mask, light some candles, but like, do it, do it. it. It honestly helps so much. And to just kind of separate yourself from the craziness and stress of life to just focus on yourself and how you're feeling and connecting with yourself and kind of recentering yourself, even if it's just for a few minutes or a day or however long you give yourself, it's very important. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot you could burn out on. I, w- I would say tough. the one thing that really helped me throughout my entire life of like with burnout or like having difficulty thinking about things with a, like, a sh- like, you know, your head on straight uh, is what you said, going out and doing things by yourself. Yeah. Um, like I had never done that before. I was always so scared, like socially anxious to do that. Uh, go out and eat by yourself. Go watch a movie. Um, 
go to like an art in like an art exhibit or something. Mm-hmm. Like it always feels so scary, but when you're in that moment, you're you feel like you have so much clarity and you feel it's just happy. You, you yeah. don't have to worry about anyone yeah. else. One, one of my favorite things we did uh, Achievement Hunter. We did the the Australia tour. We did a uh, Achievement Hunter Live Australia tour. Where we played like Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, and then we actually went uh, went back out to Melbourne to do an episode of Haunter. Yeah. So there was a lot of time. It was just me, you know, like it was me and the rest of the guys. But it was like, you know, when I'm done filming, I'd be like, all right, I'm done for the day. We'd wrap at like five in the afternoon. I'd be like. I'm gonna go see a movie, and I just like wander, find a theater, go see something, and it was like the greatest thing ever. It just really is. No responsibility. Like, all right, cool. Like, I just have to. As long as I'm up by you know 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'm good. I can do whatever I want to do, and just go walk the city at night. It was awesome. It's I also loved it. you know you don't feel in that moment like you're responsible to anybody else. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, what do I want to do? What do I want to see? What do I want to eat? Whatever it is. Because even if you're with your partner, your best friend, uh, people you know, your family, whoever. You do feel like, well, I need to be considerate of this other person and make sure mm-hmm. that they're comfortable and happy and doing, you know, what they want to be doing. But when it's just you, yeah, do whatever. Do whatever. what do you love? Yeah, it's a nice like little reprieve. And of course, the thing is too, when you're with your partner or something, it's almost like they're thinking the same thing about you, yeah. and you get this weird spiral where it's like you're both trying to please each other. Well, and do then you want to like, go? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, it's like oh, whatever no, you want to go, yeah. but do you want to go? I'm but, fine. But, but I thought want... we were doing this because you want to do. It. It's like, no, I did that, and it's like. <laughs> Why are we here? Why are we, you know? When two people pleasers meet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, so all you got to do is just, you know, if you, you know, want to take some self-care, just go to Australia <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> film some shows out there and just have the night to yourself. Join Achievement Hunter. <laughs> Play a live show. Get out the Speaking of which, I need to schedule another trip out to Australia for Achievement Hunter so uh, we can do that. Who? Ch- uh, Australia is just the most beautiful place. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. so much fun. Has everyone gone to Australia but me? Uh, I've been a few hey, times. Joe, Man, there's still time. On. I was there in December, as a matter of fact. Man, come on. Come on. Anyway, anyway I, was in, I was in Australia for five days. It, w- it was a family thing, and that was tricky. I, I was going back, though, in May. So. I would do anything to be in Australia for five minutes. It's pretty nice. Uh, five uh, minutes, I, I would say not. I don't want to fly f- 14 hours to be there five minutes. Yeah. Well, e- e- well, hey, does flying over Australia count as being in Australia? If you're in Australian airspace. Uh, why would you fly over Australia? I don't know. To get, maybe <laughs> yeah, to, get to, to get to Antarctica? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> down there. New Zealand, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. I also think I want to point this out. You said something really, I think, important too is when you're burnt out or overworked or whatever it is you are not the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and I think people who push themselves and push themselves and they're like well if I don't show up to this or if I don't participate in this or do this I'm letting people down Mm -hmm. but if you are sober down to the point where you're not performing at your best or you're not able to contribute or be productive in any way like that I think is letting people down more yeah, in yeah. a sense there's a potential that you end up causing more harm than good yes. um because if you're especially if you're working with people close with, to you um they don't want to see you hurting and in a in a place of 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 feeling down or like like you're just kind of lost yeah. and then you're only making yourself feel worse because not only you showed up sure but you're not performing the way you want to and uh, you're also kind of setting back your progress. Like you're right. not letting yourself process things and move forward. Um, and I think that that's a huge part of how to not deal with, <laughs> yeah. with burnout. Well, is, I mean, is that's the, it's certainly one of those things like with Achievement Hunter, like we, you know, we're a tight knit group and you can always tell when someone's off. It's like, yeah. okay, they're not having a good day today. And you feel some people might just like force themselves to be there. It's like, well, I have to be here. It's like, no, 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 no. We'd rather you get get healthy and then come back with a better you yeah, know headspace. Like, yeah yeah exactly as opposed to be like dragging yourself through something so yeah you work with people long enough and you start picking up on little cues and stuff like oh they're not having a good day today like okay <laughs> let's let's not worry let's not shoulder too much Don't burden on them it. yeah exactly it's a tough tough situation to be in everyone deals with burnout and mm-hmm. uh just take care of yourself self-care mm-hmm. self-care 
Um, all right. Well, I would also love to get to this question that was written into the show. And if you have a question for us, you could write in at alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. An email. Wow. An email. I know. We're it's so old-fashioned. Very old school. Yeah, Maybe we'll do a Google Docs. Use your rotary one. phone to <laughs> dial this phone number. Dial 999. No, don't. Please. Please don't. I don't know where that goes. Is that, is that a Canadian 555? I don't know. I, I feel like that's 911 somewhere. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, don't dial that. Maybe that's the UK is 999. We are not legally responsible if you call a number you're not supposed to. Um, <laughs> all right. We said it, so it's <laughs> yeah. true, you know. That's how it works. <laughs> that's it. Legally binding. All right, so here is the question for us. So I started dating a girl that I really like that I met on New Year's, and we really hit it off. We've been out a few times, but there's something I am struggling with. She is very, very anti-affection. Not only in PDA, but in overall stance. She hates when I compliment her, overplan dates, get her gifts, or do remotely anything that most people would consider sweet, with a few exceptions. We constantly hit it off with one another, but I feel like I'm having to retrain my brain so as to not embarrass myself with her. I'm very affectionate, and I like to give gifts, compliments, etc., but feel defeated when they are met with a laugh or an insult. She is vocal about how she feels about me, and it's positive. I just feel she has a different way of handling emotions compared to how I do. Additionally, I also know she has intimacy issues, and I worry that I may that may have to do with a mismatch in our love languages. I can't stress enough that I really do like this girl and can see a future with her, but I just hesitate to see if it's something worth pursuing or something to cut off before one of us or both of us gets hurt. So this person is dating Wednesday Adams is what it sounds like. <laughs> it's very possible. <clears throat> Shout out to the Wednesdays out there. Um, this one, you know, like I saw the question last night and mm-hmm. I was thinking about it because it's it for me, it feels very reminiscent of things that I've personally dealt with. Oh, um, really? And in past relationships. Yeah. In past relationships. Are you um, the Wednesday or are you the other person? Um, no, I'm the, I'm I definitely was the other person. I'm, okay. I'm the guy, I'm the guy writing it. So okay. you, you're, you're an affectionate person. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tend to think of myself like I, I definitely see physical touch and like quality time is like kind of my love language. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really important for the person who wrote in that just sit down and have a conversation first. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I get that that's your love language and that's completely okay. Um, and a lot of people really appreciate that. Um, but I think it's important to know yourself uh, in terms of how you like to show your love and 100%. appreciation, but also how it, how you want to receive it back. Right. Um, and if yours is, the satisfaction of I, I I gave you something I like I did something nice to show my appreciation and like you liked it that makes me feel loved right great but what's hers right very very what's, important what's your question. partners um, because a relationship is always a balance and there's it's always a two way street um, and I feel like the first thing that needs to happen is have a conversation um, figure out if there's a compromise that you guys can meet um, and what you can do to help your partner feel loved, mm-hmm. but also that you're getting, you're getting the same kind of uh, feeling back, right? Because right. it's, it's never going to, love is never like 100% 50-50. It's not 100% sure. fair all the time. Sometimes uh, you have to compromise. Yep. Sometimes you have to compromise, but you know, don't sacrifice too much of yourself and change yourself to the point where you don't recognize who 100%. you are just to please someone else because you feel uh, affection or you feel love for that person. Um, because at the end of the day, then that's not the same 
relationship that had started off with or like not that's not the relationship that you know you're also not getting what you need yeah exactly yeah like you need to recognize your own needs uh in in a relationship and it sounds selfish but it's not healthy if you don't right if (laughs) If you're doing everything and changing all of yourself for someone else's needs Mm -hmm. um you kind of lose yourself in the process yeah let me say something controversial i don't know uh if this is you know this might shock some people but communication is pretty important in a relationship uh what yeah and so like we like, never what, say that on what, the show. what did you just say it's, it's super controversial um what is that <laughs> who are you is that a word <laughs> it is it's a class you take in college something um, fall on joe's head again <laughs> yeah let me check the lights yeah. <laughs> these things are strapped in um no i mean like joe's you're spot on yeah exactly that it's like it, it can be it, not dangerous but it become a thing where it's like one person carries the emotional burden of a relationship and yeah that can be overwhelming very, very quickly. And, you know, and then at some point you cross a line, it's like, well, this is the rest of my life. I'm going to be like this the rest of my life unless you have the discussion and explain, like, this is how I feel. Like, how are some ways that I can show you how I feel about you that yeah. you'll accept as opposed to just me feeling like I'm bouncing stuff off a wall. Also, this I'm is how like I'm feeling. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And th- like, I want to know that you love me back. You feel for me back. And so please show me like, here are some ways you can show me that you care for me. Mm-hmm. And just being able to have those those communication lines open like that's so important. I mean, that's I mean, that's the groundwork for every relationship ever is, is yeah. communication and compromise. And so and it sounds like they're pretty early into the relationship. Yeah, I mean, so New Year's, so not, not terribly long. Yeah, so it's like a month and right. a half, two months or so. It could be something like maybe this person, like uh, maybe she's, you know, hasn't been in a relationship in a long time. She doesn't yeah. know how to or act ever. in a relationship, or you know, ever. or ever. Yeah. 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 And, and so not that there's a way to act, but I mean, it's like, okay, it t- takes some time for people to warm up and kind of like, all right, now this is how it works. Like, you know, sometimes they they are very closed off and it's like, I, mean, I don't know if this is what I want. And it's like, and then eventually yeah. they sort of blossom and it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a different person around you because you make me happy or who knows. I mean, and, and they did say, you know, like, uh, that they're their partner right now, uh, they know that they have some intimacy issues, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's important, I think, to recognize, like, are, are you feeling the way you feel because of issues that you have or issues that they have that they haven't quite figured out yet or, like, been able to solve in their own personal life? Yeah. Uh, and it's important to separate those things, right? Because not everything is, like, a, a cause and effect. Like, sometimes there's underlying, like, issues that need to be dealt with in order to move on to a compromise yeah um so yeah that comes down once again to communication figuring out what exactly is going on and what exactly you can do in order to make it a healthy balanced loving relationship and that you could both get what you need out Mm -hmm. of it yep and one more thing i don't know how much time we have left but i just want to say one general thing uh couples therapy is awesome couples therapy is amazing If, if you can if you can do couples therapy even you don't have to be in a rocky relationship there doesn't have to be problems but having someone there to kind of help you guys like work around like i've been doing couples therapy for almost a couple years now and yeah. it's awesome I've it's heard nothing so good. But good things. yeah so if you have the ability to do something like that go for it it's great even and it, early on in a relationship yeah yeah, yeah. it allows you to be able to discuss things that you might not know how to traverse and having a third party there that's impartial is so important and so great so anyway highly highly recommend i mean therapy in general is great for everyone couples therapy is great for couples so yeah. There you go. Throwing my two cents out there. <laughs> Couple therapy would recommend. <laughs> um, I might have a controversial take on this, but um, I think if you are a very affectionate person, and that's kind of the way you show love is PDA, gift giving, compliments, physical touch, like whatever it ends up being, and you're with someone who is very, very anti that. Sometimes it's it's hard to find a compatibility in that sense. And I do agree with you guys of having that conversation, communicating your needs and trying to find 
whether it be a balance or a compromise or whatever works for you too. But I do worry that if you are that way and that's how you show love, it's hard to pull that back sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like incompatibility is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. But like it's not ever as like like black and white as people think it is. Right. And, right. you know, it is a new relationship. So maybe she'll get more comfortable or, you know, you guys will find a, a perfect balance that works for you that you could both feel loved and, and affectionate um, in your own way. But maybe there is a situation where if you find someone who shares that love language, like you'll find yourself just so much more satisfied and fulfilled in a relationship. Yeah. Like naturally, right? Not yeah. like having to navigate this. Or what... worry. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like it's always going to be <clears throat> something in the back of your mind if you're compromising with someone who is the exact opposite of you. Am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Yeah. Uh, what can I do to make it the best it can possibly be? So, yeah. And if you're emailing a uh, relationship, a, a show, you know, t two months into the relationship, maybe that says something that might be a little bit of a red flag, yeah. maybe like a, like a pink flag at this point, <laughs> you know, it's like a pink flag, a light red, yeah, lightish red flag. So no, it's, it's very true. It's, it's though, it's important though, that you're being thoughtful about it and that, you know, I do feel for the person who wrote in because he says he really does see a future with this person and he really likes this girl, but yeah, that also happens. It's a rose-colored glasses when it, you're in a new relationship. It, it feels like an optimist versus, you know, maybe I mean, not necessarily a pessimist, but someone who's like eh, a little bit darker. You know, like yeah. someone listens to a, you know, some emo uh, yeah. kind of music. Yeah, I, I know your, <laughs> I know your world might feel small, but you know, trust me, it's it's a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. And uh, if it if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, like there's no point in in hurting yourself or someone else yes. further by trying to make something work that just doesn't work. Yeah. Bending and over backwards to the point of snapping, basically. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just I, pay attention to your own happiness and your own needs just as much as you would your partner's, if not more. Um, kind of like with burnout, how it's like if you're not happy with the way you are and what you're feeling, you're not going to make someone else happy. Yeah. Like you might feel selfish in the moment, but it's really not. It's just making yourself a priority because it all starts with you. Yeah. If you're not happy or you're not doing things that you want to do, it's like tough to everything, everything else feels worse. Yeah. Everything else feels kind of like off or a little sad or a little down, you know? So you got to make sure you, you put your needs first or else uh, everything else just feels kind of bleak. Yeah. So have that conversation, communicate, see what, what could happen, how she feels about the situation. And maybe it's just time. Maybe it's just yeah. getting comfortable with each other. If you've only mm -hmm. been seeing each other for a month or two, it might just be time. All right. Well, thanks for the question. Thank you guys for, for your input. Yeah, I think that was a very interesting one. Um, and mentioned before, if you have questions for us on the show, you could email alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. And if you're enjoying Always Open, please subscribe to us on podcast platforms. Come on over to the All Good No Worries YouTube channel to check us out in video form. We got some merch for the All Good No Worries brand. I'm wearing the hat right now. It's very comfortable and very beautiful. I would highly suggest and thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being here. And tell your friends, all the friends, or even your enemies, <laughs> whoever you want to tell. Just a sh shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you so much to the crew here in studio for making the show happen. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>